Welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast, Supplier Voice Edition, with your host, Rico Francis, the president of Club Solutions and Peak Media, and special guest, Ruben Mejia, the executive vice president of Sports Art America. Ruben, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Very good. Um, let's start by talking about your personal background and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Um, you know, straight out of high school, I joined the military. It was one of those things where um, college just didn't seem like a right fit for me right then and there. So I joined the military and, and I was gone for pretty much my uh, entire young adult life. And uh, I ended up being active duty for four years. I got out. I did some defense contracting all around the world and uh, felt that I missed the military. So I joined the National Guard and I was in the National Guard for another four and a half years after that. So the entire young adult life was either in the military or working for the military until I got into a, a, an e-commerce company where we sold women's fashion. And uh, the company worked, uh, the company grew really fast. And uh, I would say, you know, probably within three years that I was working there, we, we grew over 300 million. Um, so I had a, uh, the responsibility of keeping all the IT infrastructure in place and all of our global websites up. And um, that's where I met my wife. And my wife is actually the, the daughter of our founder. So I, I was steady in my, in my IT career and uh, we moved to Seattle and I, I got tired of commuting to Los Angeles. So she convinced me to join the company. So I, I started with SportsArt just doing some IT consulting Ended up doing more of the, the IT side and slowly got brought in more into um, just the technology sector overall. And um, I, I guess somebody thought I was doing a good job. And, and now I'm in charge of sales, marketing and, and technology for our America's office. So Sports Art America is responsible for sales, uh, marketing, support, logistics for North America and South America. So I get uh, I get to talk to all kinds of different people about our wonderful technology and our, our uh, wonderful company. And uh, I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. Very good. I love to hear those stories where somebody married well. So <laughs> that's great. Well, you talked about your role a little bit. Um, let's, let's talk about sports art. Let's dive into you guys. Um, obviously, you know, great brand, very well known in the industry. If you could talk a little about how you're different from some of the other fitness equipment manufacturers. Sure, I would say our, our biggest uh, differentiator is that we're a, a privately owned, um, family operated business. So my, my father-in-law started this business in 1977, and uh, both my wife, his daughter, and, and his son are, are still actively involved in the company. And it's allowed us to put people over profits. You know, we we uh, during the pandemic, rather than you know keep our shareholders happy because we didn't have shareholders. Um, we decided to not lay off anybody during the pandemic. We knew that it was going to be a tough time for, for our employees. And we said, hey, let's keep them working and keep them a, keep giving them a paycheck while all these uncertain times are going on. And uh, we did that globally. So our, our 400 employees globally all maintained their job while the pandemic was going on. And granted, we didn't have as much fitness equipment to produce. Um, because you know everything was shut down, but we used that time to kind of get better internally. So we had different teams collaborating with with other teams. We had you know people spending a little bit more time on some professional development that was going to help them at work. 
So we kind of invested in our people rather than shut our doors and say, um, hey, we're not making money. So you guys are go deal with it on your own. Um, so that's probably one of my, my the proudest things I can say about SportsArt is that we we really care about our employees and that extends to our customers as well. We're not that type of company that just, you know, pounds you for that signature on the PO and then, you know, calls you up three years later when it's time for you to renew your equipment. You know, we maintain uh, contact with our customers. In fact, we are often including a lot of our, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of our customers in our um, advertisements or in our uh, marketing opportunities where some of the publications want to know about, you know, specific gyms um, sustainability message or how they're dealing with inclusivity in, in, in their gym, that type of deal. So uh, we're not just a, a buy our equipment and see you later. We're, we're kind of a, a family where we continue to talk to you and, and see how you're doing and making sure that everything's all right. Um, you know, we want to get into the engineering aspect. Um, our, our founder actually started by making motors for some of our competitors. So he would take his motor and sell it to the big guys. And uh, they would kind of put it together into a treadmill where they would get his motor, they would get somebody else's circuit boards, they get somebody else's belt. And um, he didn't like that he couldn't control the quality from, from A to B because he couldn't control vendor the vendor for the, for the circuit boards um, and, and, and their testing procedures. So he said, you know what, I'm going to make my own treadmill. And he did. So he started making his own treadmill. So we manufacture about 90% of all the components that go inside of our inside of our um, machines, which allows us to control that quality, which allows us to put together a final product that is going to work together. Um, it's not going to break down. Um, you know, we, we get people calling us um, at least once a month saying that they have this 15-year-old elliptical or, you know, 20-year-old treadmill that just needs one part, but they can't find it anywhere because... You know, they, they haven't been sold for such a long time. So we take a lot of pride in our in our quality. And, you know, the the business professors are probably, you know, cringing right now because they're like, hey, the whole point of a business is to, you know, keep selling your product. But, you know, if, if, if my treadmill is going to last you 15 years, you're going to tell your buddies that this is a great treadmill and they're going to want to buy my treadmill. And pretty soon, you know, that word's going to keep spreading and we're going to be able to stand behind the product that, that we actually make, you know, it's not just a commodity for us. It's it's part of our our identity and part of our uh, part of our history. So, um, you know, our, our founder also has over a hundred patents in the fitness industry. Um, you know, he's the guy that invented the something as simple as a step through design for a recumbent cycle, meaning that you know most people that run a, ride a recumbent cycle need that support of the backrest and. They're not usually people that that might have the energy or the ability to swing their leg over something that's you know, six or eight inches. But having a step through design made it easier for people to access the fitness equipment. And when I when I tell you this guy is a saint, I'm not saying it because he's my my father-in-law. I mean the guy literally just thinks about people so much that that's that's always on his forefront. Um, you know we have this this elliptical that uh, was found to have the closest ellipsis to a human stride, meaning that the motion of your foot while you're on the elliptical um, most closely resembles a human stride. And that was found by the Madonna Rehabilitation Institute. Well, we, we took that and we said, well, 
what if we want to, what if we can help people learn how to walk? So we actually partnered with Madonna a Rehabilitation Hospital and we designed this elliptical that has a motorized stride assistance that actually um, helps people learn how to walk. It allows their, their muscles to fire, even though they might not have that, that nerve connection all the way down there, they're still getting some, some exercise. So, and I, I can go on for, for days and days. Of how well, we are. No, that's awesome. So you mentioned a lot of good things. I'll just summarize a couple that I heard. So I heard quality um, and I heard uh, what I would call customer service. I know we've got a lot of operators that listen to our podcast and, and they're, um, you know, they've got to run businesses. And so it's important that I think, um, you know, our vendors, the companies that we're working with, like you guys connect the dots for them is what I say. So in terms of how that some of your distinctives or your differentiators, how that helps them with their bottom line, um, what would you say? I mean, would you say that's just saving money over time because of replacement costs? Or would you say, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What would you say? Absolutely. So, I mean, that's one of them, right? You're, you're not going to be buying our equipment as often as you normally would other equipment. So that over time, that's going to save you some money. And, and what that ultimately leads to, too, is you're not throwing away equipment. So, you know, you're preventing waste from happening. Uh, we've got a line of cardio equipment called EcoPower, which actually generates electricity as you're working out. So literally, you can save money by running on our treadmill or using our elliptical because you're producing electricity that your gym is immediately using and not buying from the utility company. So that that's one way. Now, we've got some intangible ways that aren't so easy to quantify but have worked really successfully is the whole engagement factor. So it's pretty easy to talk to somebody and say, hey, you want to come um, run on this treadmill for this weekend because we're, we're generating money to donate to the local orphanage or something. So you're not only just working out to burn some calories and, and uh, you know, generate some sweat, but you're actually doing something additionally while you're burning calories and, and generating sweat. So um, in, in addition to the existing members, I mean, you can even have messages where uh, you can attract new members like, hey, we're, we're doing better for the planet. You know, we're not just having refillable water, water bottle stations. We have, you know, equipment that's actually generating the electricity. We have equipment that's helping us offset our carbon footprint as an organization. And these values are important to a lot of these newer members coming into uh, gyms today. So uh, and, and there's been studies, too, that have found that the the people align themselves with brands as long as those brands align with their values. So they're not just going to buy you because, buy, buy equipment from you because, oh yeah, I've heard this co company before. It's like, oh, SportsArt actually does, you know, really good things for the environment or they're socially conscious. So they really care about this and uh, which is actually true. So more people are going to end up aligning with, with uh, brands like us, as opposed to somebody who's just trying to sell them something. Very good. Um, and, and you may not be able, Ruben, to talk about specific customers. Um, I respect that. But if you could give maybe some just examples, maybe even anecdotal examples of some customers that you all have worked with who you've been able to, um, you know, help drive bottom line impact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I could go on for days, so I'll just give you a couple of them. Uh, we've worked with a couple of customers in the past where uh, they were replacing their motorized treadmill, the traditional motorized treadmill, with our um, non-motorized electricity producing treadmill. 
So what, what we did with the electric company is we said, hey, these treadmills are consuming X amount of electricity. And by replacing them with ours, we're going to be able to generate this amount of electricity. So at the end of the day, after they did all their calculations, um, we were able to get the, the club a rebate from the electric company, just as if you would if you replace your refrigerator or your, or your windows. So in that case, you were just talking about being able to give uh, your customer rebate from their electricity company. So that's yeah. very good. Um, I'm gonna go to the next one. If you can think about another example, you can kind of come back and, and say that. In terms of uh, other challenges or trends that you see that you all can help health club operators with, what would you say some of those are? Well, you know, the, the club and the club market has, has shrunk. Um, I believe somewhere around um, 30 or 40% of clubs in 2019 have closed since then. And, you know, it's kind of, even the people who are still members today, the numbers of their visits are still lower than they were in, in 2019. So by having this additional message, by having this additional focus where, where people can, can relate to on a different level, you're going to be bringing those people back into the club. You're going to be able to have those bodies in there, use your equipment, and you know potentially sell them some other service, personal training or nutrition or whatever other services you've got. So you've got to be able to stand out as opposed to who's getting me the cheapest discount. You know, like yeah, I can pay ten dollars a month at, at this gym, but you know, I can still continue to pay $25 a month at this other gym that has this socially conscious uh, fitness equipment where I can do more than just consume electricity. So being able to attract members into your space because you're different, you're, you've got something that nobody else in your area has, um, is, is certainly going to help you a lot in the, in the long run. So what I hear you saying, just to paraphrase, because sports art is very mission-focused, you allow your your operator partners to then um, sort of take on that, that, that branding and become mission, mission focused to their community, which is obviously very attractive to members. That makes sense. Um, if there were one thing that now maybe we haven't talked about, or um, maybe we have talked about it, but you could just expand on it. There was one thing you'd want our listeners to know about sports art that maybe either they don't know or is, is something that's a misconception, uh, what would you say that would be? I would say that, um, you know, we, we uh, I'll be the first one to admit that we've not done a great job in marketing ourselves. Um, you know, we've kind of always kind of stayed, taken a step back and allowed our, our customers and our partners to, to benefit from, from their branding. And we were just kind of assisting with that. Um, and it's kind of put us in a position where some people today don't know as much about us, but the reality is, is that sports art is pretty much a one-stop shop for your fitness needs. Like we just don't have cardio equipment that generates electricity. We have traditional cardio equipment that uses, you know, 32% less power than the average treadmill. We have uh, fitness equipment that allows gyms to offer inclusivity to people you know, that are, are, you know, active age seniors or people with disabilities, you know, so we, we offer several solutions that can be, fit almost any demographic, 
And then that's just, just cardio equipment. You know, we we also have strength equipment, whether it's plate-loaded or selectorized equipment, we, we've got the whole gambit. And most importantly is that we manufacture most of, most of it ourselves. So when you get our product, it's going to work and it's going to work for a long time. The quality message again, very good. Uh, in terms of future plans, Ruben, um, whatever you could share in terms of what maybe your short-term plans are um, for the company, maybe 12 to 18 months, and then longer term, if you can articulate that, maybe three to five years, what are the plans for, for sports art? Um, well, we're going to keep following the path of our founder. And, you know, he's always wanted to make the world a better place. Um, he says that he wants to leave Mother Earth better than when he was born. And, you know, he, he has done that through his innovations, um, through the construction of our, our factory in Taiwan, where he's implemented all these sustainability um, um, features even way before they were even mainstream. Um, <clears throat> we want to continue our innovation and our transparency. So, for example, uh, here in a couple of weeks at URSA, we're going to be unveiling the fact that one of our treadmills, a G660 uh, non-motorized energy producing treadmill, is carbon negative. And by that, I mean that we were able to certify the carbon footprint of the manufacturing process of that treadmill. And when we do all the calculations, within five years, if you're obviously using the, the treadmill um, on a regular basis in your, in your gym and people are using it pretty frequently, um, you're going to be carbon negative. And by that, I mean that you would have generated enough electricity to offset the carbon emissions that were generated in the production of that machine. So you're just doing better for the planet. And uh, we, we, we've only got one treadmill certified so far, but the, the process that we use for the rest of our equipment is exactly the same. So we're going to get that process certified, uh, sorry, those equipment certified. So we can tell you as our customer, like, hey, this is the carbon footprint and this is what you need to do to offset that electricity production. So by doing that, um, you know, we're, we're hoping that that we do leave the world a better place and we fulfill our, our uh, founder's vision. It's a great message, great story. I hope we can help you all tell that. Um, very good. So if our listeners want to contact you or the company, what's the best way for them to do that? The easiest ways are our website, www.gosportsart.com. And uh, we've got a contact page there, obviously, where people can submit their inquiries. Uh, we've got a Facebook and, and Instagram page uh, at GoSportsArt. And uh, we're pretty active on both channels and, and LinkedIn as well. But uh, we've got We've got people monitoring everything externally. So whether you send an email to info.gosportsart.com, fill out the form on the website or contact, uh, contact us through social media, we're going to be able to get back to you in a, in a pretty quickly manner. Ruben, thanks for joining me on the Club Solutions podcast. Hope you and Sports Art uh, have continued success. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me.